Welcome to the 1K Mom Podcast. This is episode number 24. The 1K Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Fleming, founder of the 1K Mom Tribe. This is a movement of women who are building a business and raising a family and doing both well. Let's do this. Today on the podcast, we have Shelly Robinson. She is the owner of A Lively, a self-care subscription box for moms packed with wellness goodies and empowering activities designed to help you put the pep back in your step and the spunk back in your spirit. Yes. Think of it as a self-care on cruise control. Her mission in life is to be a seed planter, a hope spreader, and a truth teller so that moms know down to their core that they are worthy of a happy, purposeful life. Welcome, Shelly. I am so excited to have you. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. So tell me a little bit more about you and your personal life and your family and all that good stuff. Yeah, I would love to. So I live in Columbus, Ohio, and I have two kiddos. I have a seven-year-old son and a two-year-old daughter, and I've been here for quite a long time um, in Columbus. And I actually was a health coach before I launched this box. So health and wellness and all things motherhood have always been a really big passion of mine. Um, I health coached for five years, and then I decided to launch this box about six or seven months ago. So it's been such a fun transition and it's been like a really fun way to blend all of my my professional and my personal life experience kind of all bundled into this care package. So it's been, it's been a really fun journey. I love it. Well, that was my first question is how this whole thing started kind of your mission and how that led into what you're doing today. Yeah. So like I said, I did health coaching for quite a, a few years and I, I exclusively coached moms. So during that time, I learned so much about what moms needed and what they needed to be able to do to care for themselves. And I think, I think a lot of people think like as a health coach, Oh, you're, you're going to tell me to eat salad and exercise more and you know, this and that. But really at the end of the day, what I learned over five years was that moms just weren't taking good care of themselves in lots of different ways. They just never really understood how important that was and how it affected how they showed up for their families and for their kids. So I, at the end of last spring, last May, um, I kind of just had this epiphany where I would, you know, I would recommend products and different things to clients and say, you know, you should try this out or that out. And I had this kind of aha moment where, you know, moms never had time to go to the store with kids in tow and research products and find the best deals and do all that sort of stuff. And I thought, gosh, it would be really cool if I could just like do that for them as their coach. And I couldn't do that and coach. So I stopped the coaching and decided to just go full tilt into the um, subscription box industry so I could deliver a care package for moms that allowed them to be able to take care of themselves in a much easier way. So it was just delivered straight to their doorstep. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love yeah. subscription boxes. It can Aww. get so fun. Yeah. Um, but why do you think uh, as moms, we have the hardest time taking care of ourselves first? Yeah. You know what? So there's like a deep answer and then there's like a not so deep answer Give to me this both. question. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the obvious answer that we would all say is just, I don't have time. Like I am busy, especially if you're, whether you work full-time, part-time at home, not at home, like we're all just strapped for time. Right. And so mm-hmm. it's just so easy to put yourself on the back burner because you don't have the time. So that's, I think that's an easy one. And then the deeper answer, I think to that question, um, it's really top of mind because I'm reading a book right now by Brene Brown. And she talks a lot about worthiness and owning our worthiness and knowing that 
we deserve to be taken care of. Like, of course, our kiddos have to be taken care of and our families have to be taken care of. But when we forget about our own worthiness, like we just put ourselves on the back burner. And so that's a whole mindset shift, right? That's a whole like, what? Like that is kind of mind blowing if for all your life you, that you think you deserve to be put last. Mm-hmm. So um, if you really get down to your core, down to your bones, like, oh my gosh, I am totally worthy of love and self-care and, you know, putting good things in my mind and my body it makes it so much easier to sustain that because, you know, if you're going to go on a diet or exercise or whatever, that stuff never lasts. If you don't really believe that you, um, if that, you know, you don't believe that makes a difference. So it's the same with self-care. If you really believe down to your bones that you're worthy of taking care of yourself, then you will do that for a lifetime and not just for like a week or two. Yeah. Has your mindset around self-care shifted over the years? Like, did you find yourself ever prior feeling like you weren't worthy of, of all that stuff? Oh yeah. Gosh, that is such a good question. So my, my son is seven and he was my first child. And so I thought it was my job when he was born to put myself last. I literally thought I had to be a martyr. I was like, Oh, so this is how this works. I'm miserable. If I'm suffering, that must mean that I am doing a really good job at being a mom. Right. And so I did that for several years. And what happened was I got really sick. And then um, I went through several years of infertility. And I don't know this for a fact, but I suspect in hindsight that I had put my body and my mind under so much stress that my body just kind of just shut down. And was like, I'm not doing anything for you until you start taking better care of yourself. And so that was a really, really dark and hard time for me. And I know a lot of other women women go through that. So that's when the light bulb started going off. Like, wow, I'm not taking care of myself and it's affecting my body and it's affecting the way I show up as a mom. Like, you know, you're impatient, you're tired, you're cranky when you're not filling up your own cup. You're just not, you have, and I know that's super cliche and people say that all the time, but you literally have nothing to pour from. You have nothing to give when you're on empty. So yeah, that was a hard lesson for me, but it's a valuable one that I truly like from my heart, hope that I can share with other moms because we all want to show up as great moms, right? Like we, in our hearts, we really, really do, but we cannot do that when we're just on E all day. So that's a long answer to your question. (laughs) I love it though. (laughs) Thank you. So how would you, how would you define self-care and then tell me kind of how that looks compared to what most people would define self-care as? Oh yeah. So mine is like a little philosophical, Um, so I'll go with mine first. I think self-care is an invitation to affirm your own worthiness. And it goes back to that worthiness I spoke of, but it's just, it's kind of life inviting you to say, Hey, I count my needs matter. So that's what it is to me in a nutshell. And that's where it all starts. Like that's the foundation. And then once you've got that nailed down, you can start carving out the time and managing your time better and all of that stuff, right? Because the time does matter. But I think what conventionally and traditionally people think of as self-care to answer your second question, it is like a little bit more of like the spa day and the bubble baths and all that stuff, which are great. Like I would never criticize. I just had a bubble bath last night and I moved all the toys out of the tub and it was heavenly. Like, <laughs> and then that's my big thing with bubble baths. I'm like, I have to move the toys. I don't have time, you know, but and that yeah. stuff counts, but that's just not all it is. It's very holistic. It's the way we talk to ourselves. It's the way we see our bodies. Um, It's the way we just are treating ourselves minute by minute throughout the day. It's not just like, Hey, let's burn ourselves out for a few months and then go like on a spa binge and and say, you know, I have to, I'm out of here for two or three days, kids, because I'm so overwhelmed. You want to be able to integrate self-care a little bit 
each day so that you don't get so burned out that you have to like go on a a week long vacation to get away from your kids. Like it needs to be a day by day sort of thing. Well, how, how can we begin to integrate it? Because I'm totally with you in that thinking that it's not a all this and then all that. It's definitely all of it mixed together in the perfect little balance and balance is non-existent. We've talked about it a lot on the podcast, but how can we begin to like integrate that better? Yeah. So I have two really practical things I think you could use. So the first thing I always tell moms, and I think we're all a little bit um, guilty of this, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but just like, remember what you love to do, what lights you up, like what makes you happy. And I think that was one thing that I, that was a big takeaway when I was coaching was instead of telling people like what to eat and where, how much to exercise, I was like, Hey, what do you like to do? And like, I would get so many blank stares or silences on the phone. Like, uh, oh my gosh, I totally forget. I have no idea. (laughs) And it just sounds so, you know, kind of cliche and like, oh, I should do more things I love, but really that is what feeds your soul. And that is what gives you momentum to do other things that, you know, involve caring for yourself. So like, if you're listening to this, like write down five things that you're like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot. I love to do that. Whether for me, like I'm a big outdoors person. So I love walking in nature and being in the woods and hiking and climbing and all that. But if you like knitting or coloring or jamming out to like rap music, like whatever it is that gets your juices flowing, you know, like write that down, get clear on that first. And that, so you want, you want yourself to care to be like really unique and tailored to you, not something you read out of like a self-help book or, you know, you want it to be really custom to what you like. And then just set three or four alarms on your phone, like every day. And then the alarm goes off and you make it a consistent habit and say, I'm going to do this for five or 10 minutes, 10 minutes, and just make it like really about baby steps. Because when it feels like, oh my gosh, I have to do self-care for an hour. Like it's overwhelming and you just don't do it at all. So it's, and it's the same with exercise or eating or anything like that. You just do baby steps and it's so much better than the all or nothing approach to, you know, what you said, like kind of doing everything or nothing. So just setting your alarm, making it consistent and turning that habit like into a muscle. It's like really a muscle you have to develop. And it does take in the beginning, if you're not, if you're not doing this, it takes a little bit of time to get used to this. And eventually though, it becomes like automatic. And then it just, and that's what I like about this box. Like I wanted it, I wanted some element of a mom's life to be just automated where it's like, I don't have to think about this. I don't have to do anything. It's just, you know, it's automated. So it's all about automating your self-care. Yeah. So it's more, it's not as much about the te- like the actual action of it, like the, right. the facials or the skincare. Yeah. It's just about the mindset and the intention behind it. That's right? exactly right. Yeah. Because you could like sit in the spa and get your nails done. And if you're like sitting there feeling guilty and be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm doing this. Like I'm so bad for doing this and my kids are missing me or whatever. Then it's like, you're not really getting like, you're kind of missing the, the point a little bit and you're not getting that rejuvenation that you truly, you know, you want to get from that self-care. So I think about it, like Mm -hmm. if you go to get your nails done, but you're doing it for a purpose, like a wedding or a a cruise or something like that's more of like a task on the to-do list check off. But self-care is, is you're there to fill up your spirit. And if that take, if that's, if that's nails for you, if that's taking a bubble bath, if that's, and I think it's different, like, because today I might need something different than I would have needed last week. For right? sure. Absolutely. So how can we like listen to ourselves better? Cause I think we all guide ourselves, but we have got to be at a level of like self-awareness, I guess, to really hear 
that? Yeah. Do you have any insight? Oh, you're, yeah, you're speaking my love language. <laughs> like I like, like kind of soul led or intuitive self care. Um, yeah, because like I said, you can read these books and they can give you like a top 10 list, but if that doesn't like jive with your spirit, then it's just, it's not going to give you what you need. So I think the number one way to hear what you need, because you said like that, you said that changes daily is to just have a little bit of quiet time. Mm-hmm. We sometimes don't want to hear what we need, right? We want to get, we want to be like really busy and we're like, we're so busy. I don't have time to pay attention to my needs. And sometimes that can be true. But sometimes we're like running away from our needs because as soon as we hear what we need, we kind of have to do something about it. And that can be hard because it requires us to change and stop and pause and maybe do something a little bit uncomfortable, like set a boundary with someone or, you know, hire a sitter for your kids so that you can just breathe for five minutes. You know, it it requires us to maybe go a little bit out of our comfort zone, but that's where the growth happens, right? We never expand or change or evolve in a better way if we're just like doing the same thing over and over again. So um, yeah, it's just stopping and being quiet, putting the dishes away, stopping with the laundry and saying, gosh, I feel angry right now. I wonder why that is. Or man, I'm really like overwhelmed or lonely or whatever it is. And just sit there and like, listen to what you need and it will bubble up. We all have that intuition. It'll bubble up if we just slow down and quiet our minds and listen and then take action. But um, it needs to be done like in a really compassionate way, not in like a don't should on yourself. You know, you've, I'm sure you've heard that saying, you know, like no shitting on yourself, just kind of like, I hear, you know, treat yourself like you would a good friend. You know, I hear that you need this right now and I'm going to, I'm going to give that to you. And just with that kind of grace and compassion. Yeah. I love that. So you kind of mentioned boundaries and um, self-care around schedule. So what does that look like practically? Because I mean, we as moms can turn into yes people so quickly before we realize like life's crazy. Our schedules are maxed out and there's really no reason why they need to be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, Yeah. Cause we kind of designed that ourselves. So Gosh, I think when you're thinking about setting boundaries, whether that's with your children or your friends or the PTA or teachers or whatever, I think you have to think about what is it going to cost you if you say yes to something that, you know, you don't, you truly know that you do not have the time or energy for. So getting really clear on the cost of something that you you don't want to do is really helpful because it makes it a value centered decision. It's not like a fear-based decision or like, I, I feel guilty sort of decision. So if you say, you know what, I don't have time for that PTA meeting this week, or I don't have time to volunteer for this. You're saying no, because it aligns to your values, which are because I need that energy or because I need that time. And then you can feel good about, you can stand in a space where you feel good about your decision to say no, because you know, it's an empowered decision instead of saying no in a lake, but I'm really sorry. I, please don't hate me. I hope you still like me. I want to be friends, you know, and like this fear-based sort of um, thinking. So you want to, you always want to come at those boundaries from like a place of truth and power and advocacy for yourself. Yeah. I've a good friend of mine. He always used to say, whenever we're putting something on our plate, there's always got to be something that's coming off. Yes. And if you think about it like that, what am I sacrificing by saying yes to this thing? Is it nights with my spouse? Is it dance recitals or gymnastic days? Or what is it that like, we are kind of, kind of an opportunity cost for all those business minds listening? What is that thing that we're losing out on? 
Yeah. I always think of it like as ROI, like, am I going to get a return on this investment? And it doesn't always have to, I don't mean that in like a selfish way, but it does have to, like, you have to, whatever you're signing up to do has to somehow benefit you and your family in some way as well. And if it's only a drain for you, that's ultimately going to spill over into your family life. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, so you kind of gave us an insight onto like how we can figure out what lights us up and start doing more of that. What else? Tell me more like about what your box provides and and what just kind of that whole process that we can go through. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So what's in the box? I think it's a little bit unique compared to most subscription boxes. Um, it does include, it's a very mind, body, spirit, focus box. So it's not, it's got wonderful products in it, but it's more than just physical products. So as far as the products go, there are always five to sell five to seven, I call them wellness goodies. And it could be a mix of really healthy, energizing, organic snacks, some really great teas that are really designed for moms and women and kind of, you know, things that are good for our hormones and our stress levels and all of that stuff. Um, and there are sometimes books or journals or affirmation cards. So it's kind of got a nice mix of everything. Um, and then there's always a monthly guest expert training. So each month focuses on a different theme or topic. And so, um, one month has been focused on hormones. Another has been focused on energy. This month is calm. And so we, I find really, really wonderful experts who have trainings that are included in the box that are just a natural part of the box. So those have a really high value. So if you were to go buy that from like their website, you know, they're like worth a hundred bucks on average. So those are really helpful. And then I also have an exclusive Facebook community that is part of the box. So you get this wonderful community of moms who are very like-minded. And that's probably one of the most fun parts of the box for me is the community aspect, because I, I want it to go beyond women and getting the box on their doorstep. I want them to come into a community where they're like, Hey, me too. Like I struggle with that and it's okay. And here's, here are some things that I do to help um, myself with this, or, you know, here's some tips and tricks I can offer. So it's really, it's kind of like a three pronged approach. And um, so far it's been really, really fun. And it's been fun for moms to kind of get to know each other outside of the box experience. Well, I would love to hear about some success stories or testimonies that you've had or your uh, group of moms have had through this. Oh, sure. Yeah. So I think, I think one of the things I hear over and over again is by getting this box, this tangible product in the mail, it kind of, it kind of sparks a little bit of a fire inside of moms. And this is like a consistent theme I've heard. It's like they get this box, they're experimenting with all these products and, practices and exercises. And they're like, wait a minute. Like I, it kind of gets them to that thinking of like, my needs matter. This counts. And I, I promote the box in a very, it's just for moms, like pause off kiddo. Like this is really just for moms. And so it, it starts to affirm to them what they kind of already know, which is their needs are important. So I've know that they've described it as like snowballing, like mm-hmm. other things are like, yeah, I tried this tea and then it was like a nice opportunity for me to be quiet. And then I realized I hadn't done this in a while. And then they started a new hobby. And so I, it's like very much the snowball effect. Um, and then they tell us like a trigger, a monthly trigger, totally a trigger. Yeah. Because by the end of that month, each month you're like, you're starting to maybe wear down or get to the E on your tank a little bit. And then this box comes in the mail and you're like, Oh, Oh yeah, I matter. Like this is for me and I never get anything good in the mail (laughs) except for bills and you know, whatever. So it's a, fun, tangible reminder that like they count too. 
I love it. Yeah. Well, what do, what do you think our husbands think about all this? Are they typically pretty welcoming to this whole self-care thing? Yeah, well, you know, I, mean, I, I could speak to my husband, but I don't think he's very typical. He's pretty gracious. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, my husband is too. So I, I know it's hard. I know that some um, moms have come to me saying, you know, I don't know if I can get this box. I've got to get my husband on board with this. And so what I always say is, what's it going to cost you? And it doesn't always, that doesn't mean a box has to like be your self-care um, thing, but like, what's it going to cost you to not put your needs first? And it's kind of explaining to husbands why this matters and how taking care of ourselves affects how we show up in marriage. Like if we want to be nice spouses or partners or wives, like again, it goes, it's the same with kids. Like if we're pouring from an empty cup, we're going to be biting our, our husband's heads off. Right. I mean, it's just, so I think husbands probably don't get it unless we're openly communicating the results of us not making our self-care priority. And so that's just one of those relationship things where you have to be like really clear, like, look, this is what's going to happen to our relationship if I'm not taking care of my needs. And the same goes for the husbands, you know, husbands need to take care of themselves too, just as much as we do. So it's just kind of being clear about um, the trade-off of what marriage looks like when you're both burned out. Yeah. And we've done a lot of like discussion about, okay, what fills you up? What, here's what fills me up. I need this monthly time at the coffee yeah. shop to just go through. I have these, um, this monthly goal planner called power sheets. Yes, I have that. Yeah. I love them. I and, but I need like some specific time and I love just going to a coffee shop and the sounds and just sitting there and being creative and thinking, um, and he could care less about stuff like that. He just, yeah. he, to him, it's like, what? That's self-care. What? <laughs> I hate coffee, but, but like for him, like he, for instance, like lately he was talking about after the Olympics doing a uh, curling uh-huh. and I was like, well, babe, there's a local le- league down the street. Why don't you join? Yeah. And he's real extroverted. And so that like him going and doing a league with people would just fill him up. So it's right. just, it looks different for both, both of us. Yeah. And for each couple, it's going to look way different, but you know, just having those conversations and yeah. giving yeah. each other the space. Right. And that's a super good point. I think when you bring this up with your husband, it's being conscious and aware that like, Hey, he has needs too. And he might not, not articulate them in the same way. And, you know, but just saying, Hey, I need some of the self care, but what do you need? And, you know, kind of having that equal exchange and making sure he feels like he's got space and time to do what he needs to do. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love it. I love what you're doing. I think oh, this box you. is so brilliant. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, before we go into like the last final questions, do you have anything else that you would like to, any more knowledge you'd like to drop on us? Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> well, you know, I, gosh, I feel like a bit of a broken record because I know we've spoken about this already, but um, about the worthiness and all that, but I'll share a little bit about what I, what kind of inspired me to call the box a lively to begin with. Cause that's kind of, I think it's always fun to understand why people name things, what they do. And so um, I was reading this book over the summer and I was still trying to figure out what am I going to name this box? I wanted it to really capture like the essence of what I, how I wanted moms to receive it. And I read this quote that has forever stuck. It'll forever stick with me and maybe it'll stick with your listeners, but it said the best gift that you can give your kids is to live your life fully alive And it just like really sunk in because I thought like, gosh, why am I like burning myself out and stressing myself out? And why are we 
doing this or why am I doing this if at the end of the day it only makes me tired, exhausted, and unable to show up like the mother I want to be? And if I'm not going to model for my kids what it looks like to live joyfully and like really just on fire for life, like who is going to teach them that? It's, you know, I mean, someone could certainly like a a wonderful teacher or a mentor could maybe come into their life. But really, ultimately, I think it's up to the parents to just show a kid what it looks like to live your life like it is a gift, right? And to just live on purpose, like you will never have this chance again. And um, that's just, I, I, that's what I want for my children. That's what I want for everyone's children. And so um, I think when you're tempted to put yourself on the back burner, like we are every day, it's so much easier to not, it's really easier just to not do anything for yourself. Um, Just think about, you know, that you're the model for your children and they get that they're looking at you and they, they consume everything you do. And they're seeing like, you know, how alive you are and how lit up you are about your own life. And you want them to grow up with that same sort of fire. Oh my gosh. That's incredible. <laughs> Thank you yeah. for sharing that. I oh, sure. meant to ask that question at the beginning and I completely oh, forgot. So I'm so okay. glad you came back to I it. I randomly just thought of itself. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we go into this last little bit, this, these are a few questions that we ask every mom on the show. Okay. So just real quick, like what is one mom or business owner hack that you would recommend for others to manage motherhood and business well? Oh boy. One mom or business owner hack. I mean, the top of mine is Trello. Like I, you know, you and everybody else. I know. I know. (laughs) I'm like, this is so unoriginal and I wish I had something more clever, but I think any, just finding a tool that works for you. And so that might look different for everyone. Um, but I think, yeah, Trello so far is working for me, but um, I think it's one of those things you have to explore, but you have to find something that does not involve waking up in the middle of the night, writing things on your hands. Like I used to do <laughs> for sure. Well, if you could do all of this all over again, what would you tell yourself or what would you start with? Um, so doing like motherhood or just business or everything, really anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would tell myself to treat any, anything I want to try or attempt as art, like it's all an experiment and there is no right or wrong. Oh, that's good. I think it's very easy. And I'm guilty of this for sure of getting caught up in like, there's a right way to do it and there's a wrong way to do it. And, you know, boxing yourself in, but really life and business and motherhood is all about experimenting. And just as long as you're like doing the next best thing, in any of those areas, it's all art and it's all beautiful and you're figuring it out and there's like really no right or wrong answer just to keep showing up. I love that. Yeah. What is your favorite app system or software right now? Oh my gosh. Instacart is my favorite app. Have you heard of Instacart? Yes. It's the third time I've heard of that in the last couple of days. Yeah. It I is probably sign up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was like a lucky, lucky lady because when it launched in my area of the, of the United States, um, it was very new and I magically won one year of free grocery delivery. That's a grocery delivery system, um, system and you order your groceries online and then a magical unicorn comes to your house and gives you your groceries. And so I've done this, my, my, it's top of mind because my free thing is up at the end of May and I'm starting to cry a little bit, but it's a really reasonable, even, even if I decide to go ahead and like do it again, like the rate I think monthly is reasonable and totally worth, I have a two year and a seven year old. So taking them to the store, 
versus just sitting in my house ordering my groceries. I feel like it's just, I would pay a hefty amount of money, but not deal with the chaos of the grocery store. So is it certain stores or pretty much everybody? Um, it's a pretty much, they have a pretty broad range of partners. Um, yeah. So I feel like I heard Costco is yeah, now. Costco's one of them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That could Costco's be good for me. <laughs> yeah. It's keep it's me okay. out of Costco. I probably spend a lot less money. Well, that's what I love about it. Not only do they show up to your door, but I can calculate as I'm shopping, how much I'm spending. And you know, when you're in the store, you can't like calculators and two-year-olds and seven-year-olds, it's just a hot mess. So right. I I have a lot more control over my budget, I feel like, and I can say, oh my gosh, that's a little much. And then I can put something back and delete it. So I love it. That is like my favorite thing. That was my favorite find of 2017. (laughs) That's awesome. I love it. All right. Well, what is the best book you've read and, and what you're looking forward to reading soon? Oh my gosh. Um, Well, I would have to say Love Wins by Rob Bell was the best book I've read And, um, what I'm looking forward to reading, so it's called 12 steps from chaos to order. The name of the author is escaping me, but it's, um, it looks really interesting. I always have books that I'm excited to read and it just looks like there are some really practical ways to kind of systematize your life and your business in a way that's not incredibly rigid, but it's fluid and it kind of adapts to like the season of life that you're in. So I think there's a lot of books out that are like, do it this way. And I don't care that you have a baby or I don't care that you, you know, don't have the budget for that. You know, this is a very fluid, flexible type of book that I think is going to be good for the season of life and business that I'm in. Yeah, that's perfect. Well, tell our audience where they can connect with you and connect with your Alively Box. Yeah. So I, my website is alivelybox.com. And then on Facebook and Instagram, it is um, hash, or at Alively Box. All right. And Shelly, remind me, didn't we talk about some special giveaway? Yes. I am doing a super fun giveaway for Mother's Day. And to sign up for that, it's at alivelybox.com slash Mother's Day. And I'm so, so excited for this. I I believe it's going to have approximately four to $500 worth of free prizes in there. I still have lots of people donating things and partnering with me on this, but the box is going to be so full that I'm actually having to get another bigger box designed to contain all the products. So I'm really excited about that. And I'm partnering with some really, really great companies, mostly all mom business owned. So it'll be a really fun way to get to know the box a little bit better if you're new to Lively. That's so awesome and exciting. And if you guys are listening and you want to try a lively box, I think Shelly's got a special code for us, 1K Moms. We'll put that all up in the show notes for you so you can get that. But definitely take advantage of this opportunity to pamper yourself through some amazing mail, but also just to get your mind right and uh, just some serious self-care. That's more than just the pampering, guys. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, Shelly, it's been so great talking with you. I have loved our conversation, and I know all the moms listening will love it too. Thank you so much for having me. I love chatting with you. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. For a full recap and show notes of the episode with some helpful tips and tricks and links to what was mentioned, head on over to 1kmom.com. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we would be so honored if you would leave us a review on iTunes, screenshot today's episode, share it on Instagram, tag us in your stories at Katie Fleming, and let us know what you loved. 
Thank you so much for being a part of the 1K Mom Tribe.